0: If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at American Signature Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And I'm going to talk about one of my favorite recent dark comedies, The Lobster, which was written and directed by... Your Ghost Lanthimos. This movie has a 7.2 rating on IMDb, an 87% Rotten Tomatoes score, with a 65% audience score, which is interesting. So it looks like critics and audiences were pretty divided. That's a pretty big difference. And then an 82% Metacritic score. I actually think all of these ratings are too low for this movie because I think it's a fantastic film. It's one of my favorite dark comedies of all time. And out of the last, like, 20 years, Yorgos Lanthimos has become one of my favorite directors. He's a, a Greek filmmaker, and he came into prominence with his film Dogtooth. It's one of my favorite international films and one of my favorite movies. It's such a unique original concept, a terrific screenplay. Uh, it, it captures that tone of his that his movies have, because Yorgos also made The Favorite with Olivia, Olivia Colman and Emma Stone. So his sense of humor is just very dry. It's like he's like if Wes Anderson made serious movies, um, and they were they weren't as whimsical, but it has like that same kind of really dry, specific humor. He also made The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which also starred Colin Farrell, which I think is really really fantastic. But the Dog Tooth is an amazing movie. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend you check it out. It's about um, this family. Uh, these two uh, teenage girls who have been raised by their parents in complete isolation on their pr- on their home and their property. And the parents are raising the, the girls um, and educating them in a way that is completely unique compared to anywhere else in the world. And like they're teaching them lies and lies about the world. And like the girls don't even know that other people exist or like what an airplane is or like television. So it's really a fascinating film. And Yorgos is really uh, an original writer. I-, I love filmmakers who write their own movies, especially when they have unique voice, unique takes on stories. And he is without a doubt one of the best working today. And The Lobster is no different. It's a really, really amazing film. It's so un- It's so strange. Uh, it's hard to put your finger on it. But the tone is right up there with his with, with his other films. And this has got a great cast. So the film stars. Uh, Colin Farrell as David. He's the only character with a name. And then Rachel Weiss, Olivia Colman, Leah Seydoux, John C. Riley, Jessica Barden, and Ben Whishaw. So a really terrific cast. It's always great to see John C. Riley. He's so talented to see him in roles from these great filmmakers. And Colin Farrell, he had a resurgence last over the last 10 years, and this is definitely one of the, the big movies that created that resurgence. I've always thought he was a very talented actor uh, who was just, you know, making decisions that were, like, you could say, well, well-intentioned. well Like, I'm sure he took plenty of jobs for the money. I think uh, a, for a long time, uh, people had a, a certain opinion about Colin Farrell, just being, like, you know, a, a good-looking a- actor who, I mean, doesn't really do much. But I think he has always been extremely talented, and In Bruges really showcased his talents, which came out a few years before this. And then he followed that up with uh, a couple of movies and this movie, The Lobster and then Killing of a Sacred Deer, and now he's in Batman, and he's been in a ton of great films over the last five years. He's been uh, with we're making A24 movies for a while now, so this is an early A24 movie. Again, like all of their other films, which I think works in their favor, they're made with very small budgets. They don't need to make a ton of money. Like Hereditary is the highest-grossing A24 movie, and it made like 90 mil. And that's by far the highest-grossing. Like their movies generally, if it's well while performing it it's something like The lobster which made 18 million dollars which is you know they made their money back and then some profit so that's that's all you can ask for sometimes when you make movies like this that are made for a specific audience like this movies like this are never going to make that much money and that's what i love about them you know they're not studio big studio pictures they're not uh, big budget action superheroes giant properties transformers whatever fast and furious like These are just like very incredible, fantastical, unique stories made from real artists and craftsmanship is like the best you can pay for, for the money, and I think that movies like this are probably my favorite ones to watch because of so many reasons like that. And, you know, I I just love when a story surprises you like this one. I've never seen a movie like this before, and I still haven't seen a movie like this before. It takes completely unique – and it it takes completely – unique and original trajectories in its its screenplay and the characters and the dynamics of the actual story itself. And it's just really, really fantastic. And so the concept is genius. So the concept is basically in a dystopian society, uh, a single people must enter into a romantic relationship within a strict time limit of 45 days, or otherwise they will be transformed into an animal of their choosing. So this is a dystopian movie, but like, it's not like Children and Men. They don't you don't need to show like giant set pieces and the decay of society or whatever. But it's just really simple. Just a couple of locations mainly takes place at this hotel and a few exteriors in the woods, and a, a few shots in the city. Otherwise, it's the story unfolding and how characters speak that really um, illustrate the dystopian nature of society. And so, in the society, you have to be in a couple. Uh, and what's also good is they they don't ex- over explain. The reasons why society is like this, the reasons why you have to be in a couple, and why they turn people into animals. Like I like how they're not like over overexposing like the the motivations, but but behind um, why society is the way it is in this world. It just is, which I like. And so in this society, you have to be in a couple in a relationship, and if you're not, then it's against the law. And so so for example, David, Colin Farrell's character in this film, he's recently divorced from his wife. And so what happens when you get divorced is you're now single. His wife's not single because she left him for another man, so she's in a couple again, so she's okay. But David, in, in particular, he has to find a new a new mate, and he has 45 days to do so. And what happens is uh, the government and society have set up um, locations like uh, the location in this film, the hotel, where single people are placed and given 45 days to find a new partner. And if they don't find a new partner within forty-five days, they are turned into the animal of their choosing. I like how David chooses the lobster. It's very unexpected, very funny, and he uh, he chooses an animal that has longevity because they have long lifespans, and so and also they're fertile even into old age. So it's just really humorous the the reasons why he chose the lobster, and I think it's just such a genius concept for a movie, and perfectly fits. Yorgos Lanthimos's tone of comedy and tone of dark humor and the actors are really terrific you know Wes Anderson movies and Yorgos movies the actors need to be able to perform his dialogue in a certain way because people when they talk in his movies and when they talk in Wes Anderson movies it's not how people talk naturally it's not authentic to like real dialogue but that's the whole point it's uh it's sensationalized and you know it's 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 supposed to be like that. It's part of the idea of the, the film in the tone and how these filmmakers craft their stories. So Colin Farrell actually suits this kind of dialogue and tone of humor perfectly because he spouts out the Yorgos Lanthimos dialogue really perfectly. I think that's why um, Lanthimos um, cast him in The Killing of a Sacred Deer as well because I think he, it's just he might have found an actor who's perfectly suited to his style of filmmaking. Si te cambias a Boost Mobile, puedes tener el poder de un iPhone SE, lo que significa tener el poder para ver todos tus programas, bajar toda tu música, o el poder de llamar a tu ex. Deja de llamármelo nuestro término. Mejor no llames a tu ex. Cámbiate ahora y llévate un iPhone SE por 0 dólares, todo en una de las redes 5G más grandes del país. Más poder para ahorrar. Boost Mobile. Teléfono gratuito y limitado a nuevos clientes y uno por línea. Excluye impuestos, aplica restricciones adicionales. 5G no disponible en todas partes. Ven BoostMobile.com para más detalles y deja de llamar a tu ex, ya no quieres saber nada de ti and the movie is just brilliant because for me when I watch this movie it I look at it as like it's a metaphor for how terrifying dating is and how terrifying it is to find a partner in life and you know uh, obviously this film sensationalizes it with these crazy concepts and these extremities like the extremes of like if you don't find a mate you're gonna be turned into an animal I mean it can be like dating and trying to find a partner can be very daunting and and very conflicting and difficult, and it feels like it's impossible sometimes to actually find a person that you connect with. And I think that's translated really well in this movie. Like for example, like you know, David finds uh, he, he makes a couple of friends with a couple of other guys, uh, John C. Riley and Ben Wishaw's character, and all the characters they don't have names, but instead they're defined by their characteristics. Like Colin Farrell, his name is David, but he's also short sighted. John C. Riley has a lisp. Ben Wishaw has a limp, and it's just really terrific. And these people and other people in the hotel have their own unique characteristics. And then what's funny is people are trying to pair themselves up with someone with who has like the same characteristic because that means they're a good match. And so Riley's like hoping for finding a woman with with a lisp, and and Ben Wishaw wants to find a, a woman with a limp as well. Like there's a girl who has nosebleeds, so. Ben Wishaw's character forces himself to get nosebleeds by bashing himself in the face, so that she can see that they are a match because they both get nosebleeds, and so since they have that in common, that means that they can be a, a couple. It's it's funny because it, it just oversimplifies the idea of like trying to find someone who matches you, um, your characteristics, your personalities, and it's kind of it's an impossible thing because every person is so unique within themselves. So it it would be you're not gonna like I'm not gonna find a a, a woman who. Loves listening to film scores, watching old international films, uh, loves Tom Brady and football, and and likes to go to the gym. Like it's such a like we all have our own idiosyncrasies and interests, so it's impossible to find someone just like you. I I think this movie really pokes fun at that, and these characters are so interesting and entertaining as well. Like the conversations they have, that dry sense of humor. Like what's what what I love about the tone of this movie and all of his other films is things are so matter of fact like people aren't questioning how crazy all this is people aren't questioning how ridiculous the entire society is it's just like it's all presented to them and they just all accept it completely and it's just like think that's what really sinks the audience into accepting the idea as well because since the characters aren't questioning it like it's not Colin Farrell is not like I gotta get out of here I don't want to be turned into an animal he's like matter-of-factly told by the the head of the hotel like they have like a, a funny little interview inside his hotel room. And she's like, and which animal would you like to be? He's like, I've thought it over and I'll, I've decided to be a lobster. It's it's, it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> like he's not even questioning it. Nobody is. And also, uh, I like, I think that he, they poke fun at the idea of being single as uh being like uh, uh terrifying and also being like ostracized from society because for people who don't want to continue participating in the idea of, of this of the hotel they'll run away from the hotel and they'll they'll try to survive in the woods and there's like a band of rebels who live in the woods on their own and they're called the loners and they're led by leah Sedu's character and it's funny because it's like society like is ostracizing them because they're single and there is this stigma of being single, especially like as years go on if you remain single for a long period of time and also If you're getting into older age like middle age and you're still single that is like a stigmatized thing i think in society and people are like always like maybe forcing you to oh it's time to find a partner it's time to find a companion you need to get your get you get your act together and so i love how this film um has a parallel to that in terms of uh, single people who don't want to find partners are they're live, literally living in the woods like they can't even function? They can't even be in society without being arrested or turned into an animal. And so it's it's pretty funny how they make that parallel. And it's 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 insane because when he gets when David bands together with the rebels and he joins their community, they make trips into the city to get things um, for each other. And on one of the trips, uh, and now also this is where David meets Rachel Vice's character, short-sighted woman who also has short-sightedness, which he also has. Which immediately um, intrigues them about one another and makes them think that they're compatible matches because they both are short-sighted. Like nothing else needs to be in common, just the short-sightedness, and this imbues like the beginning of a romance between them. But when they go to the city, they're, they're in a mall and David is left um, waiting for short-sighted woman while she's getting something in a store, and he's just standing there for like a minute. And then a police officer immediately goes up up to him and begins questioning him about like why is he alone? Where's his where's his partner? And he's, he isn't really sure what to say because he doesn't know exactly where short side woman is, but then she returns to, you know, save him from the embraces of the police. And, um, they, they're able to get out of that situation unscathed, but it seems like just from that action, they don't need to explain it, but just by showing it, you can tell the society it's dangerous for you to just be by yourself. Even if you are in a relationship, have a husband or wife or, or whatever, like just standing alone is dangerous. Especially if you're uh, an outlaw like these two are. This film, I don't want to spoil it too much for those who haven't seen it because the third act gets pretty terrific and has a great, great ending. I really love the ending. But I just really think this movie is super special, especially in this modern era of giant movies. Like Movies like this are, are just so refreshing to watch. Uh, it's a completely uh, amazing vision by the filmmaker. I guarantee you've never seen anything like it And if you haven't seen your Ghost Lanthimos' films This is actually a good one to start off with Because it is in the English language So I recommend you watching this one first Or Killing of a Sacred Deer But then make Dogtooth your next one to watch Because I think that's his best film The favorite also as well But he didn't write the favorite Um, This one he he co-wrote and he wrote Dogtooth So it really for real Hones into his sense of humor I would say Dogtooth is his best film and then the favorite after that because the favorite has the best filmmaking. Uh, But uh, this film is really sensational. It's been on Amazon Prime and Netflix bouncing around here and there, Um, but I highly recommend you watching it, uh, renting it, or even buying it. Um, For my rating, I give Killing of a Sacred Deer a 9 out of 10, and I definitely think you should add it to your watch list.